happy Palentine's Day. This is The Material Podcast, episode 190, and I am your host, Florence Ion, joined here by the lovely interminable... <laughs> I still mess up the word after people helped me. Hi, Andy. Happy Hello, Palentine's Flo. Day. You're my now, pal. Thank you very much. Now, I, I, I didn't want to use the word Palentine's Day because I didn't know... All, all I know is the... Oh, wait. I, maybe I'm confusing Palentine's Day with Galentine's Day. But I didn't know no, whether those things I'm just something that absolutely no on Valentine's Day, <laughs> but because this is going out on the actual day of Valentine's, I figured I would help coin a new terminology, mm. which is just fit for everybody on this Hallmark holiday. Slash, I think it has some significance in some churches. Yes. Also, um, it, let's let us yes. let us remember that this is a a, a holy day uh, for Saint Valentine. So everybody, see in church, right? Because right. you you know. Even if, like, your mom doesn't go to that parish, maybe one of your mom's friends goes to that parent, that parish. And when that mom tells your mom, you're going to hear from your mom. And not, none of this, like, ooh, ooh, I'll cruise, like, near the end and just grab a missalette, you know, just a, as my receipt that I went when I actually just, like, went to Brigham's or something for breakfast. No. St. Valentine so died for whatever re- I, I assume it was a martyrship deal. That's usually the deal. When it comes to Catholic saints. I was going to say, this is literally the reason I went to church recently was to go pick up my new Orthodox year calendar and put it on my (laughs) fridge. Look, guys. Look, I went. I went. Read receipts right here. Um, Yeah. I did my duty to God for the year. (laughs) Thank you. I'm now allowed to miss Easter dinner. Uh, Just kidding. Yeah, if my, if if mom didn't see like a a, a desiccated like Palm Sunday like <laughs> right cross yes. stacked up <laughs> yes. somewhere, even like if it was just on the bulletin board like at, like uh, like a month after Easter, <sighs> she she knew that something was up. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> so shall we switch Valentine's to secular? Yeah, we'll 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 all see switch to the secular. Yes, thank you. You are you are one of my one of my bestest pals. I'm so glad that we get to spend this day together. So, uh, Andy, as one of my bestest pals, then I need to ask you your experience with something before I download it. <laughs> so I know that live Google's live transcribe and sound amplifier apps, the ones that we talked about last week. Uh, which are kind of like apps that have been uh, sort of separated out from uh, accessibility features. So apparently those have gone live. I know some people have used them. I have not even ventured into that territory yet because I've just been in other projects. Have you had any chance to like play with them? Yes, I I downloaded both of them after like I think our listeners were actually commenting, oh, well, I have it. And I said, wow, you, you yeah, got, in, you got into the beta? In. Like, no, so, no, I just went to the Play Store and downloaded it. What? I'm just for full disclosure, I'm doing a very religious thing this weekend and baptizing a child. So my mind has been very, very busy with uh, party preparations, which not, is why not, I have well, not, not really. Listeners, not only that, but she is entering into a social contract to yes. interpose her body between that of an innocent babe and Satan. Mm-hmm. that's how heavy this week is. Yes, it's true. It's true. So there's a lot going on. So that's over, why... over here, I got two and a half inches of snow. So I, we all have our stuff we're dealing with. <laughs> but Andy, you took on some of this emotional labor for me of checking out <laughs> these apps. So I want to hear about your experience. Okay. And do uh, they help you with any of the journalistic labor? Like, have you tried that at all? Yeah, it, it was... Um, uh, okay, live transcribe works as advertised. 
It's actually okay. very pretty cool. You just you just turn on the app and whatever is said, words appear on a screen. I'm I was surprised that it it really is just an assistive app. It isn't it'd be mm. so easy to just click a checkbox to say, "Hi, please save this stuff to a file so that I don't have to take notes right. during this conversation," but it doesn't seem to do that. Um, you can like scroll up and scroll down, uh, so it doesn't. Not like you have to be reading <laughs> as it goes. You can also pause this transcription if you need to if you need to catch up. But unless you are really good at screenshotting, and then like send those screenshots to Evernote or something, so we'll do <laughs> tech capture text to, to uh, image to text. Okay, but but it does work as advertised. Sound amplifier. Uh, it's hard to tell. Uh, because uh, I'm not a very social being, and I have not been out to lunch with any human being since in the week since it's uh, it's been released. Uh, one thing that I one question that I raised last week, uh, I do have an answer for. It it seems as though you do need to have wired headphones in order for it to mm. work. I don't know. I, I tried to get it to work with Bluetooth, and it didn't work. I'll have to double check that. Um, I was because I was sort of keen to see if you could use it for if 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 naughty people could use it for naughty purposes, which would be I'm going to leave my phone behind in a meeting or I'm going to leave my phone behind like in the living room and then I'm going to just like stand outside the door, stay, like stand outside in the backyard and see if I can hear conversations about what people are saying about me within the range of Bluetooth. And I, all, all I'm saying is that I had a pair of Bluetooth headphones in, but remember, this is standard Bluetooth, so it could be that just Bluetooth screwed up in the way that Bluetooth so adorably screws up. But they're they're both nice. They they clearly were focused on being again accessibility features, as opposed to hey, we're doing this entire like distract we're going to make sure that all of our engineers are distracted with everything that you could do with live transcription, as opposed to. No, no. This is so that people who have trouble hearing can read what people are saying. So if you focus on that and make sure that if someone right. has an additional type of disability that would make it difficult for them to navigate a complex interface, that it will not be complicated to navigate this interface. How about that? Well, okay. It sounds like we didn't get uh, the... Well, I mean, it's fine. All of this is just pieces of other technologies. It's the way that Google does things, right? <laughs> Little pieces that all make up a bigger picture, so to speak. Um, can, I, can I just have one like a distraction? See, you're, you're yes. uh, people who can't see this on Skype. Uh, uh, Flow is a little bit backlit by a very, very bright window, mm -hmm. and so I can see you, you had you had your nails did, didn't you? No, you've got, actually, you, you've just. Got, You've got beautiful. I'm just they're backless. So you got beautiful, like sculptured nails, as oh. though you're preparing to fight Satan again. <laughs> I've been. I I take very good care of my nails. Or or, they, or, 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 or possibly impress the extended family that you're going to be in medically well, yes, contraindicated getting, contact with. For yes, the next I'm getting my days. nails done tomorrow, so they're all <laughs> okay, like prepped. No, it's okay. I. I appreciate that, Andy. Finally, somebody notices the work I've been doing on my nails. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> See? Happy Valentine's Day. Man, this is great. Uh, okay, so you had put a little note in the update, and I was trying to figure out a way to segue because I'd like for you to talk about it. Yeah, see, I, I'm <laughs> that's making... how we're segueing today. <laughs> Again, friends, Flo, tell me. Flo, Flo and I split up like the 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 back office duties of this podcast. Yeah. Mine is to prepare the show notes, and yes. I've, I've decided that it'll, uh, I'm I'm going to try to make this a weekly feature. Uh, that's uh, and find something uplifting and happy and positive uh, regarding Google right. products and services because. Sometimes, and I don't want to. I don't want to blow the surprise for Act One after the ad break. There's some heavy stuff going down that we're gonna probably get ourselves worked out. So right, we try to cushion it, like make it a really nice space for you. Um, put the lights on, like all the fun, colorful lights, and some, exactly. you know, nice, like shiny satin pillows to sit on. We are, we are, we, you are, you are our <laughs> beloved mood? cat or dog. We are wrapping the pill. And bread and bacon, so that you will. Well, for the cat, you're wrapping it in a pure chicken gizzard, because <laughs> cats just love that meat. Uh, anyway, anyway, <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay, so uh, this week in Happy Fluffy Bunny Google News. Yes. Uh, so I was uh, on Reddit, and uh, someone, uh, a Reddit user calling himself or herself Bulldogs Three Forty One, uh, told a really, really f- uh, neat story about Google Translate. Uh, about how he commutes to work on a bus, and there is a gentleman that he sees all the time because they both take the the same bus to and from work, but he doesn't speak English, so they never really uh, gotten to t- t- talk to each other. And so, but now I'll pick up the story uh, from the, this Reddit user quote: "I get on the bus, and seeing there is no open seats, opt to have a seat next to you." Uh, sorry, he wrote this as like an open letter to this person. Ah, yes, okay. Uh, I get on the bus and seeing there's no open seats, opt to have a seat next to you. I was going along the bus ride browsing Reddit when you tap my shoulder. I look over and see you on Google Translate. The message reads, how are you today? I pull up my Google Google Translate and explain that my weekend was good, but I'm a bit tired. Then asked how yours was. You respond, oh, how old are you, bro? I say 16 and you laugh, then say, you look older and bigger. And we go, go, we end up going and talking through Translate through the rest of the bus ride. You genuinely made me happy and smile, genuinely for the first time in a while. Anytime, bro. Anytime. And he later, up, he later updated this, but the, the, now they, they talk a lot. And he's, oh, I'm sorry that I, I, when I came to this country, I couldn't take my guitar with me. And so now, the, now this Reddit user is like saving up for a guitar to surprise his bus friend with an electric guitar so he can play like he did back in the motherland. That's so sweet. And that's so much nicer than the way I know Google Translate is used in this situation, which is through 90 Day Fiance, <laughs> which is where <laughs> one of them speaks. In, like It's just so bizarre. But I, I remember the first time I saw it was it was last seasons before the 90 days and uh one of uh, one of the guys he was speaking to his brazilian fiance in portuguese and they were translating it with like a samsung phone through google translate <laughs> and some of the most intense moments were happening through this way of interaction and i just remember watching it first just i mean you know how much i thrive off of garbage television. But also (laughs) the reason I love garbage television is because it gives you this insight into just like everybody's world. And think about it, like these two people, their emotional connection is 
completely predicated on whether or not the Google Translate gets the notion across. Like he <laughs> would go and speak to her father with a bunch of people in the room and have like Google Translate doing the hard work of being like, I'd like your daughter's hand in marriage. Like I will take care of her and trying to like explain cultural nuance. It's just extremely <laughs> fascinating to see the way that humanity is adopting these technologies and using it in all these different ways from the just incredibly sweet nature of just two people on a bus who see each other every day and are just like curious about like, hey, why are you on the bus this time every day to like the absolute, you know, ridiculousness of reality TV <laughs> and like having a plot line driven by <laughs> what the Google Translate bot manages uh, to discern from this whole interaction. It is extremely fascinating. Oh, I'll say now. Uh, do they? <laughs> did do, does this reality show solicit people who have been engaged for ninety days, or do they just hook two random people up and say, by signing this NDA to participate in the show, we're gonna basically get you married to somebody in ninety days? This is completely. So it is totally. I mean, from what I what I believe <laughs> it's done by TLC. And so usually they are pretty like, Ooh, oh, real. Are, are, <laughs> like, are they the, they're, not they're like not the, real? They're but... not the toddlers and tiaras people. No, 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 Okay. No. There you go. Okay. No, that was lifetime. Uh, <laughs> no, but what the I project need to say runway is runway like, people. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. Well, project runway was actually originally a Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, well, okay. Sorry. I know a duh. lot about this. Um, <laughs> So they are actually pretty real. The 90 day, the 90 day show starts in America from the 90 days, but the before the 90 days is they've met each other online. And the reason this is an important distinction is because the reason these relationships happen online in any way to begin with is because of Google Translate, right? Because you're having that app open another window and you're talking to this person maybe through Skype or maybe through Hangouts or whatever other medium, and you're putting everything through a, a translator because all you're initially attracted to is the picture of the person, right? Mm -hmm. So it doesn't really matter what language they speak. True. Because if your they both light speak bulbs the are going of off. Superficial ignorance. It, right. The international so, language that just, binds us all. I just found it to be extremely like fascinating, and now and now I'm kicking myself in the butt for not <laughs> pitching a story about it. Okay, well, anyway, well, but because it's okay. Here's uh, now here Google here's Google tech at work right here. Yeah, it's uh, driving a whole reality TV franchise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that we'll add that to the list of things that they have to answer for then. Exactly. But, okay, but here but here's an idea like. Um, we know how much Google knows about us and how sophisticated their profile of us is. We mm -hmm. also know that one of the most valuable ad demographics to target are people who are uh, like engaged to like planning a wedding, which leads True. to people who are about to have a baby, which leads to people who are about to buy a house. These are like the most valuable ad markets everywhere. So why wouldn't Google decide to say we're going to, increase the pool of advertised to people in these most valuable demographics by using all of these profiles to say, you know something, Andy, there's this woman uh, in Duluth, Minnesota, that actually is like, not, I'm not saying that she's the female version of you. I'm saying that she is like sort of 
the the pepper shaker to your matching salt shaker, you know, where you can tell they were designed to be together. And if you'd like, we can facilitate. Here's here's some restaurants. We can book airline tickets for you. Uh, and actually, she sets you up on a date. <laughs> she, she she only speaks. Uh, she, now she was she recently stopped being Amish, so she only speaks this very weird German dialect that only people in Western Pennsylvania speak. But we also have a Google Translate model module for that. All we're saying is that we've got you a whole bunch of discount coupons if you want to go out on a date. Yeah, <laughs> that is. So you're saying it's all a part of the uh, romance industrial complex. Yes. So, you know, How fitting for our Valentine's Day episode. The, the, the only magazines that are still getting the sort of ads that tech magazines were getting when I was like in terms of like thickness of magazine are bridal magazines. So if you want to, that's there's there's money there. And there's so expensive. Gosh, everything. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh boy. You know that's that's a really interesting point, Andy. Because uh, we don't have this in our notes, but there was a little tidbit uh, the other day in CNET about um, the Google Assistant and how Google has plans to kind of have it understand intonation and yeah. emotion and things like that. And I would just find it very fitting to have Google so embedded that, like, you know. <laughs> The Translate app literally becomes like your Translate bot, not just for languages, but also for feelings. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot that's going to that, change no, in this okay, world that, in the next 20 I, years, folks. I don't, I, I'm not sure they couldn't do that. Like, yeah. if, if, if you I said, know. like, if, uh, if they added that, like, as a feature for Gmail, where, like, you know, you know how, like, you can, uh, right now... Uh, there's a feature that says when you click send, you have five seconds to 30 seconds, depending on how you set it up, to cancel right. it so it doesn't go up. Like, what if you could also optionally say, please put Google Emotional Translate on this? And right. it said, oh, there's a email to your sister. Okay. Um, I'm translating this as you're not actually mad that she canceled a lunch thing. You're really mad that you feel as though long term there's been a progressive lack of respect from her attitude. I also – also, because you're on the beta, you get the advanced features. It's not even so much that uh, she – that the you, you feel there's a lack of respect, but you have an inability to sort of look at your own behavior outside of other feelings. So I've translated it – I've translated your eight paragraphs about how absolutely brutal she is about your feelings and your time to – Gosh, I'm sorry we didn't we couldn't make it. You've clearly been really really busy. Instead of me inviting you, please get in touch the next time because I'd love to see you. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of therapy just like <laughs> right there in an AI. That is just But I mean, I do I do think about it. I do I mean, I know and I know it's very science fictiony to kind of like take it to that level, but I you know, the reason that I got into writing about tech in the first place is because growing up in Silicon Valley, I saw the way that tech uh, I saw the way that tech was changing our lives. And the older I got, the more curious it became just like the way that we've evolved as humans to use it to communicate. And so I feel like it wouldn't be far-fetched to have artificial intelligence come in and try to help us make the connection. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, I'll say this before I, I 
I bet we should go to commercial, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll say this: if there was, I wouldn't say this of any other company, including Apple, but if suddenly there was a little in my in the uh, the, the Google Assistant when you swipe left, it said, "Now we are not saying you should get in touch with this person, but like you." Uh, remember six months ago when we added that new feature and there was this checkbox that was not checked, but you decided to check it anyway. She also checked the box that said, if you are absolutely sure that it would be, and uh, it would be, uh, uh, almost unethical for you not to introduce me to this person that seems so 100% compatible to you that at minimum you would have a bunch of really fun dates even if it wouldn't went anywhere would you if you click this box all that will happen is that a little signal will be sent crosswise that by the way if you guys want to get in touch click this button and you can now you can do like a live chat like a or something like a spoiler alert but yeah. you decide for the spoiler yeah meaning that if you don't if you, she will never know that like this went out and you, she doesn't know basically the the only time that we will pop up this alert to both of you is if both of you say yes why not I'm saying mm. that if it were Google, uh, once again, I would say, wow, how creepy. But actually, it does – not only does it know a lot about me, it also has a lot of really good AI. and It has a lot of experience in understanding all of this data. I would, I, I would probably make sure it was a, a, a Starbucks – that is not my usual Starbucks in case I never I have to never go there again. But yes, I think I would click that button. <laughs> uh well, food for thought, Andy. We leave everybody with that food for thought, right? Bowling for soup. Bowling. <laughs> That's messy. Uh <laughs> the soup will get everywhere. All right, let's go into a break, right? Shall Indeed. we? This episode is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you can instantly deploy and manage an SSD server in the Linode cloud. And you can get a server running in just seconds with your choice of Linux distro, resources, and node location. Linode has hundreds of thousands of customers, and they're all looked after by their incredible 24-7 support team. If you ever run into any problems, just drop them an email, give them a call, or just chat over IRC in the Linode community if that's easier. Whatever suits you best. And they have some super useful guides and support documentation. So if you just need to quickly look something up, you can. Their new management panel is now in beta at cloud.linode.com. This new management console is is a single-page application built using the cutting-edge React.js stack and is backed entirely by their public API. And it's open source. Plus, they use two-factor authentication to keep you and all your data safe and secure. And right now, Linode are hiring. If you want to learn more and check out what they're looking for, just go to linode.com slash careers. Linode has pricing options to suit everyone. Their plans start at one gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, and they offer high memory plans starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. And Linode have a special offer for you. As a listener of this show, you can go to linode.com slash material and use promo code material2019, that's all one word, to get $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that's four free months. And with a seven-day money-back guarantee, you have nothing to lose. 
Give Linode a try today. That's linode.com slash material and promo code material2019 to learn more, sign up, and make the most of that $20 credit. Our thanks to Linode for their support of this show and all of Relay FM. So this next topic is a little less fluffy than the last one, which is why we had to fluff up some pillows and marshmallows <laughs> and kind of like make it comfortable. And uh, the reason it's not fluffy is because uh, while it does involve Google, it really is a direct result of just society. Which the, wor- is like, the world that we live in and the power the that we that- live in. The power that a company like Apple or Google can have, even without knowing that their power is being used or abused by an entity that is not a nice entity. Precisely. So the Washington Post uh, posted a report this week uh, with the headline, Critics call on Apple and Google to shut down Saudi government app that can restrict women's travel. Uh, So now kind of like the TLDR of this is that the reason this is bad is because basically men use this app to control and abuse women, like to know where they're going at all times, to keep them on effectively what is a digital leash. And the implications can often be violent or deadly, uh, just because that that is the strength of the misogyny associated with this if i'm if i may no but <laughs> I may use no that. you've that's that's uh, being that's being very very kind um the washington post article uh, uh was sort of uh, the you should give i should give credit to uh the insider last week mm-hmm. that uh called western attention to this app uh, yes. and website uh, but we're in terms of Google and Apple, we're talking about uh, the iOS and Android version of this app called AppSure. That is the gov- a Saudi government app that's for hey, you can pay your pay your uh, pay your taxes here, and you can register a car here, and hey, you can find out like what your government benefits are. But because Saudi Arabia also has these amazingly horribly uh, misogynistic laws in which women essentially have no rights that don't come through a literal male guardian so mm-hmm. uh, so uh you can't you, you can't have money because they won't give you a bank account so right. you have you you have your 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 father or your husband or even your right. younger brother basically doing your banking for you collecting the money that you that you make um when as as if all this stuff isn't bad enough this app there also there are also travel restrictions that women cannot freely travel unless they have the permission of their male guardian and this app just like you said flo is like a digital leash because it's uh, tied to her passport and so any t- you, you can restrict Which they all have chips inside now by right. the way to make this thing very easy so let's so let's say for example that a woman wants to escape from a they what she finds to be an intensely horrible and abusive uh, situation mm-hmm. in that country and the insider article gets right to the point by telling the story of a specific woman that was decided to leave uh leave the country for freedom uh, she, she was saying australia or basically anything not saudi arabia uh and tells a story about how asher 
uh, Absher uh, became the big thing she had to overcome. She left four hours before anybody in the house was going to wake up because she had a four-hour head start. And because of the Absher app, she stole all of the phones of everybody in the house and took them with her to give her a little extra time. Um, and the it, it, this isn't this isn't just. Uh, this isn't just oh look the phone the phone is being tracked it's it's not just that but every time she uses the, her passport even without the app present basically the uh, her guardian so to speak can get a, an alert saying oh by the way her passport was used at this port or at this airport uh, her destination when she uses passport was here uh, and the guardian can say can uh, can even before. <laughs> Before anything happens, can when they just go to a website or go to the app and say this person is restricted from traveling outside the country completely, uh, she can or she can use this airport from this block of time only, or she can use this airport only this number of times, and it really is horrible because it's not not only just on basic principle, but also when you realize that. It's not just, oh, by the way, she used this passport to leave the country. Here's where she was going. And they, it's not – these women get chased down. And some uh, some of these women who are trying to escape to a better life for themselves, they don't come back. And so this is – Yes. Um, I don't use the word evil lightly, um, but this is definitely within – the borderlands of what I would call evil. So people might be wondering, how does Google play into this? It's... Well, <laughs> Absher, because it is an app, uh, you can grab it from the Google Play Store. It's also in Apple's App Store. Um, because it is an e-government portal app, you know, because it yeah. offers all of these government services, it's like, oh, okay, here you go. Um, it, I mean, it doesn't violate any terms of service of right. the developer, so it's not the sort of thing that they're screening against. So it's available. It's had one million downloads at least on the Android uh, on the uh, Play Store. So it's not as though this is something that no one's heard of. It's been in play for a while. So in uh, response to a request for a comment from the Washington Post, Amnesty International had said that the use of the Absher app to curtail the movement of women once again highlights the disturbing system of discrimination against women under the guardianship system and the need for genuine human rights reforms in the country rather than just social and economic reforms. Well, uh, there was no actual statement from Google about uh, the app in the Play Store, but Tim Cook said something about it. Uh, he commented quickly on it during an NPR interview and he said, I haven't heard about it, but obviously we'll take a look at it if that's the case. Which made me scream <laughs> in my room, yeah. uh, in my little room here, because, you know, I was as I was reading the show notes to kind of like prepare my opinion so that I kind of know what I'm going to say before I come in and don't know what I'm going to say. I'm caught off guard. Um, I don't fault Google. I don't personally fault Google or Apple for this app being in either of the app stores because for all, you know, from the surface, it's like it's a government app. However, I think that this calls out a bigger issue and I feel like we really need to focus on that. Uh, the bigger issue being that tech, uh, the idea of tech is that it's supposed to like democratize everything, but what 
but we have to rethink about how it's used when it's clearly violating human rights. The problem is that human rights apparently differ between some regions. Yep. It doesn't mean the same thing uh, everywhere, which makes it really hard to do that. And so I kind of feel, however, personally also, that the onus really is on... Uh, so I think this shows kind of the bias of Silicon Valley, right? Because you're not really thinking about you're not thinking about those things and taking those things into consideration because it's not something you live with or are exposed to daily. So why would you? And it's just, we have to start talking about how to, I mean, I kind of feel like, why can't we have a compassionate tech movement or something? Compassionate yeah. computers. I mean, I, I was reading, uh, oh yes, I was reading Logic Magazine. Now I remember where I read this. Uh, it's a quarterly. It's it's really great. It's geared toward developers. But there's a story in there about in the 1960s, there was a anti-Vietnam movement and uh, amongst developers in, in Silicon Valley. And they were called like compassion compassionate computers or something like that. Compa compassionate computer people or something like that. It was just a really nice name. And I was just thinking like, gosh, I wish that this could become a, a big movement in Silicon Valley because of the fact that we already use this like, you know, sunshiny California liberalism and kind of share to kind of sell product. Like everybody is included in this and this is a global product and everybody deserves to be a part of this product. And we want this to be for everybody. This especially comes from Google. Okay. Uh, we're not talking about Apple on the show. Apple's just a side note. What they do is on another podcast. Right here, we're talking about Google, and that definitely is the marketing message that we get. I mean, they're right in the heart of it. And so I'm thinking, like, what it, it would be such a great thing to see them start a movement, even if it is just for marketing purposes. Like, I okay, yeah. fine. You still want to sell things. You still want to give me a reason to, like, give you my data. I don't, well, I, don't, I don't think the people whose lives you're saving care whether you did it out of a sincere care for their well-being yeah. or for a marketing thing. I think that they care that they're still alive. Right. Uh, and I know it's, like, for from our perspective, like, well, this is a small thing, right? It's a small piece of a very bigger social puzzle. Uh, but it starts with these small little steps because eventually these things pick up traction. And because uh, um, I'm going to go real hard here, just want to let everybody know, because this is a capitalistic society, eventually if one company starts making money off of this stuff, another company is going to want to do that too. And I personally believe in just like a global a global good of this happening is better off for everybody than the the path that we're continue to path that we continue to go down. Um, so that's my soapbox. Thank you everybody for coming to my TED talk. Uh <laughs> no, I mean, you're, I'm. Uh, this is the sort of stuff that will get me progressively angrier as time goes by, because uh, I'm I'm sad that I keep using this phrase not in so many different contexts and so many different stories that um, I agree with you that uh, it's uh, Google's uh, Play Store review process is not designed to go through the entire app and see if right. it can be used for abuse, particularly if now there, was, there, was, there was nothing secretive about this. It was just 
uh, well, obviously, if one of the government, if one of the services the government provides is to help you to control and take keep rights out of the hands of women, of course, our government app is going to help you to do that. But now that Google and Apple know about this, I'm sorry, they have a responsibility here. The the the, the phrase I'm, I'm unfortunately I keep using is that they have a responsibility to make sure that the technology that they built maybe even with an idealistic view towards improving human lives everywhere, is not exploited and perverted into higher strength chains for innocent people. You can't allow your Android you can't allow the, the phones that run on Android to allow a government to tighten the feeling of a steel boot on somebody's neck. You're responsible for that. You didn't, that was not something that you foresaw. That's not a responsibility that you want, but you have that responsibility now. And all of these companies, uh, Facebook, they're a lost cause. Let's forget it. Let's, let's talk about companies that actually still have a soul like Apple and Google that there has to be a point at which you would say that there is a line that we will not cross it's oftentimes on a case-by-case basis, there's a lot of arguments to be made on both sides. But the, I assure you, everybody, there is a line that we will not cross. And if we find out that women are getting that the, women are getting killed because of a feature of an app that we make freely available, we're not even going to care about the market. We're not even going to care about whether, oh, technically speaking, it didn't violate any developer guidelines. Not like that naughty, naughty app that tried to pay you for to monitor your web traffic. No, that was a big no-no. They have a responsibility to not only pull this app and say, guess what, Saudi Arabian government, you're going to have to deploy this some other way. Guess And because you've got it, because you've, you've got it uh, on the web, we would love to. I'm sorry, sorry. I'm getting. I myself am getting spun up into a higher orbit of anger than I usually reserve for my journalistic hat. It's okay, but Charlotte's saying, Web. Yes, <laughs> uh, I, I'm. I'm saying that. Do you stand for something or do you not stand for something? Is um uh, is your position in the marketplace such that without the whatever amount of money you're going to make by keeping this government happy? Not just keeping them happy, but making sure they get everything they want. Is that worth the corrosive effect it will have on your corporation? You're not an individual. You are a company that what you do year after year after year after year sends a message to your employees and the world that this is something we stand for. And the ones that don't stand for anything, they change the world in not good ways. So I'm saying that, Tim, I'm surprised that there isn't – Google, I'm super surprised you haven't commented at all about this. Uh, as for Tim, I'm surprised that that really was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 words that could be applied to any question acts asked mm-hmm. of any CEO for the past 100 years, starting with, Mr. Carnegie, I understand that you're hiring a lot of immigrant children under the age of eight to uh, mine your fuel, f- mine your, uh, to work in your steel plants. And I understand that 40% of them get killed by the, before the age of 10. Well, I haven't heard about it, but obviously we'll take a look at it if that's the case. 
That's not good enough. Do you have a soul? Do you not have a soul? Is there a line you will not cross? Or will you do it? Do you feel as though you have no responsibility for what your technology and products are used for? I put it to you that Google and Apple, you are not great companies unless you say what that line is. And I suggest that you draw that line before you find yourself in a shooting war where you have lost the ability to do anything but apologize and no one will take that apology at that point. Okay. I think the other little flip side, just to consider here, rather just kind of the downside, is that it's very hard to call out, to call this out without any sort of like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's hard to call it out without it being like, well, that's just the way, like, that's just the way they kind of do things, you know? Like, women yeah. just don't have rights. And it's, it, you know... <laughs> I'm I'm trying to put that as lightly as I possibly can because there's a lot of reasons why things are the way that they are like that and a lot of systems in place yeah. that have been in place for 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 centuries and thousands and thousands of years and it's very difficult to to break that and so it's very easy for Andy and I you know it's very easy for us to say sit here and say like well this is wrong but uh but in in a business like this I can understand why not that it I gets, want to take the sides it, of the companies, but you know again, I can understand why that's the answer. Why the, there's no answer from Google. The larger the larger question of this, I'm not suggesting that this is uh, a black and white sort of thing with every single case. There is, right. uh, for instance, um, uh, another recent piece of news that I didn't put on the show notes because I I felt as though we'd be speaking a lot about <laughs> about this subject. Um, was uh, the Waze app now, uh, which is a Google product, uh, now allows you to uh, now allows its users to say, "Hey, by the way, there's a DWI checkpoint oh, right. Uh, right here, and so if you don't want to pull into that checkpoint, maybe you want to avoid this stretch of of of, of I one of, uh, of Route 101 or whatever." Um, and of course, the police are saying, "Yeah, well, the reason why we put those checkpoints in is to get drunk drivers off the road, and you're helping drunk drivers to, or people who are on pills or whatever, to not get stopped and not get ticketed and not have their licenses revoked. How do you defend that? If we insist that you take this off, and that's we we can talk a it's a that's a better subject for a longer discussion because." It's not quite so direct. Also, there's right. a First Amendment sort of thing going on because now am I not allowed to tell someone if I get when I get home? Oh, by the way, there was a drug. There was a there was a checkpoint on the on my way home today. Who knows? Uh, and also, uh, and again, limiting to just this uh, this one issue, there are a lot of people that. Uh, don't feel as though people who have never done anything wrong in their lives who feel as though uh the relationship between their community and the police is such that whenever they have an interaction with a police officer uh, much less a line of cars that are police officers that could go very very poorly very mm -hmm. very quickly mm -hmm. based on absolutely nothing that this individual has done and so therefore a checkpoint is something they would like to avoid even though they're stone cold sober so i'm i'm not saying that uh, i'm gonna, i'm not going to thump my righteous righteousness gavel uh, about every single one of these issues i appreciate that they have to make certain decisions and certain choices but again, when somebody makes the case that 
people are dying because of a so-called feature in this app you no longer have you no longer have to have the right to play uh, tim cooks our policy is to obey and observe whatever local laws may apply in that incarnation of the app store uh no you don't again that's that if this and this this doesn't completely apply to uh, the Saudi situation because of course it's not as though there is a law that this phone you cannot sell a phone right. in this country unless there is this app available and there are some countries that do have uh, laws like that uh, but again the, the the difficulty is when the, the, this is this is what's uh, what my father would probably have defined as character if he were mm. more of a Disney person. Who had to had to explain something not by example but by two or three lines of dialogue that has a crescendo of music behind it? That that's what that's what really tells people what your character is when it's a difficult decision when you could you have the freedom of choosing whatever you want and you're going to have to choose something that is very attractive in some ways. Or you can uh, choose something that will have a lot of downsides and will cause you a lot of problems. When when you are a person of character, it just comes down to what do I feel is right? What do I feel is wrong? And then you simply make that decision and step forward into this new world where now the street you're walking is not freshly paved <laughs> Now it is, has ruts and gullies and muddy pits in it that you're going to have to avoid. But at least you can say that I did not do something that I knew was wrong because I didn't want to get my pants, uh, my pants dirty and my feet dirty. So this podcast is a lot about Google and it's about the way that Google sort of holds the world up. And so I just want to point out that the reason that we bring these conversations to the table here is because it's really important to just explore the way that technology is being integrated into the world and sort of like, uh, you know, I like to call it the ecology of technology, right? So, you know, like instead of thinking about how to build, you know, train tracks around trees and things like that, we think about kind of the way that tech has been woven in to uh, kind of propagate ideas and things of the of the sort. And I think this is just one particular example where it's like, ugh, this is awful. This is like an awful, like, wow, it's so great. It's a government app. Like you can do all these things. Oh, but also when it's a government app, we have to remember that the governments that also like have these super huge human rights violations will probably use that app to, you know, carry out those same violations. And I think that that's just all Andy and I are saying is consider those violations. <laughs> consider the government that is putting an app in your app store, okay? And I realize this is going into some very dangerous gray territory here, but yeah. being that I have some international relations classes <laughs> under my belt over 10 years ago, <laughs> I know a lot about policy here, okay? And I just want to say, I just want to say, let's just take a closer look, okay? Even if you just hire one person to go look at every, go look at 15 apps a day and just make sure they don't violate any human rights. Like, that's all we're asking at this point. Or, the bare or minimum. Least, or at least when, you know, you, you, you have access to Google News. I'm, as Google, I'm sure that you have access to Google News. And when people are talking all about how a Google Play app is causing moral problems, 
Uh, or even if you want to hold off for a bit and wait for a United States senator to send you a letter, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're if Google's internet was down for a few days, uh, but they're still picking up their mail, uh, he sent a letter to both <laughs> both Google and Apple. Uh, Parvis says, it is hardly news that the Saudi monarchy seeks to restrict and repress Saudi women, but American companies should not enable or facilitate the Saudi government's patriarchy. By permitting the app in your respective stores, your companies are making it easier for Saudi men to control their family members from the convenience of their smartphones and restrict their movement. What a convenience! I can control my (laughs) wife from the couch! God. This flies in the face of the type of society you both claim to support and defend. Yeah. So uh, at minimum, you have to talk about this. You can't, say, you can't say, we'll look at it. You can't say that, well, the app in question does not violate any current guidelines for the app store or play store. It's like, no, you have to say, you, you can't pretend that you're you can't pretend that your work is not that this isn't this you can't pretend that this isn't an important discussion okay yes i agree uh shall we talk especially, about yeah go ahead i'm sorry i just i just want to end out especially after that china thing <laughs> that search engine and china thing that's yeah. all we were talking about over the holiday like try, come on <laughs> Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. you want to? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll shut my mouth before I start talking about the new social credit score <laughs> in China and saying how useful is an iPhone or an Android for for going to be to make sure that anybody that you know what you're you're <sighs> you're you've got a new grandchild they love Winnie the Pooh you happen to have just said oh she, her fa- one of her favorite Disney characters is Winnie the Pooh. And suddenly you can't get you can't get promoted at your job or get hired by any other job because on social media people are using that using Winnie the Pooh as a derisive term for its anyway. Yeah, okay. Let's move on to some other let's, news. Let's talk from let's Googs. talk about cartoon musicians. Yes. Uh actually, so this is just um so Google had really so the Grammys were this past weekend, which uh, nobody watched, but everybody tweeted. <laughs> and Google released uh, a Childish Gambino. So uh, Childish Gambino is a rapper, I believe, hip hop artist, rapper. Um, He's a persona of a popular actor who has made some pretty cool and impressive and won some grammys yes so there was an ad to kind of coincide with this event that nobody watched and (laughs) it uh was a new play emoji from google and it's of childish gambino basically doing the dance routine from this is america as kind of like an ar augmented reality character so it's super fun and you can go check out the youtube we will link we will link that in the show notes of course for you to check it out later it is quite an interesting contrast to what Apple sort of done with Animoji because Animoji have become a part of pop culture canon. And again, we talk about how on this podcast, how much tech interweaves into life. And especially if you look at mainstream pop culture, Animoji now exists as like your, as your persona. Like, and this is by the way, the genius of Apple. I just going to give them a little credit here on this podcast is that they can, And I I think that Google wants to sort of have a piece of that genius pie. You know what I mean? Like have an augmented reality character become 
a part of pop culture as much as the Animoji does from Apple. You know, as much as like the term Google that became an, you know, an anecdote of pop culture. Now, Andy, you liked it. Uh, I, I thought it was cool. Uh, I thought it was uh, I thought it was fun how uh, <laughs> you had two different ads. Uh, Apple's ad said, oh, and by the way, here is some anim- special custom emojis we came up with for Grammy nominated artists. And by the way, we also say that what you're seeing here is not something that you can do yourself. We actually hired somebody to make this video for us. Uh, Whereas they said, oh, but hey, Android users, if you want Childish Gambino to actually be dancing behind you or posing for selfies with you, you can do that. Just download this small emoji package that costs nothing. And now you're dancing with Childish Gambino. Isn't that fun? Uh, but, uh, Isn't but, that nice? Yes. <laughs> it just, it, it just, they, they might have shown up Apple a little bit. That's all. But uh, I, I will, I will say that the thing that I really am grateful for right now, I don't really have a need to do childish Gambino selfies, but it did cause me to, for the first time in months, check out uh, like the Playmoji library and discover that you can get Avengers Playmoji as well. So if you want the, the Hulk stomping around your breakfast, right. you can do that too. It's all free. That's pretty cool. Right. Uh, I think this is, you know, just another, this is going to be another fun marketing. I'm already noticing like, like I'll buy, I buy stuff now from stores and it comes with a card, like download this app and get this cool augmented reality, like experience with your purchase. So it's, it's very much, it's very much become the cool new marketing, (laughs) (laughs) which is fine. I'm here for it. You know what? It's fun. And got to use augmented reality in some way it's not like the microsoft hollow whatever thing took off um so in other augmented reality news google maps ar is currently in alpha it's being tested by local guides which i'm gonna actually go check and see because i am a submitting local guide and i would like to hope that maybe i got some perks on there i know that there were a couple of journalists who got to see this uh firsthand and got to use it so as it stands, it's a very, it kind of looks like, like, you know, when you're playing a racing game and then like there's, a, you know, or even when you're just playing Mario Kart, there's usually like giant arrows of like the way that you're supposed to turn really rapidly. And so that's kind of what it reminds me of. Um, there's no like cool AR Fox or anything. Um, it just kind of looks like a compass at the bottom of the screen. And I mean, it is an alpha. When they demonstrated it at Google I.O., they told us that there was going to be a magical fox that like leads us around. And like when yeah. like uh, it will like, just follow the, the magical fox. Like and when she, he gets to the corner, he will turn around and he'll turn his head and look back to us expectantly. And then he will continue and he'll disappear behind the building, urging us to follow him. And we get a blue arrow. But that's fine. It's, it's functional. It's practical. Sure, it's functional, it's practical. Uh, so the way this works is you kind of wave your phone around a little so it can kind of see the buildings, you know, get acclimated to where you are. And then it uses that visual data to fix your location and the direction. Um, I wonder how good this will work outside, like in the burbs, yeah. you know. Uh, but I I kind of feel like it'll work in the burbs just because I think it'll work very well near where there's a lot of buildings like we're you know because google's mapped a lot yeah. street if you got street um, view yeah at least in america yeah. uh, maybe or, not well, outside okay. i don't know but have you been to north dakota 
Oh, you're right. Well, yeah, that's true. It's like here is here is the. Can you find a tree anywhere? Because we know there are seven in North Dakota. If you can find at least three of those trees, we can triangulate what position you're at. See, this is my California privilege showing again. <laughs> um, so this feature is only for walking. It's not for driving. Which honestly. It should not be for driving because unless we have like a heads up display on the windshield telling us which way to go, I don't want it. Um, Also, it won't let you walk with your eyes on the phone. So you kind of have to like, so it'll tell you to put the phone down, but kind of the way to use it is that you kind of have to hold it up to see, which seems, I mean, we were talking about this last night and all about Android. It's just like, this seems better suited for something like Google Glass. Yeah, it's almost like, as though they're preparing for some sort of second or third generation. You think they're preparing? Wearable. I oh, was yeah. just thinking that, like, oh, they just brought this. No, I think uh, I think so much of what they're doing points to uh, how would you test the software for a wearable that you're not prepared yeah. to ship for three years? And so, so many. So the Fox Google is products... coming to the watch. Excuse me. The Fox is coming to the watch. Ah. Sorry, we can hope. <laughs> Drop that on you there. <laughs> I thought it was one of those uh, hipster things that you millennials were into. No, 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 no. No, that fox from Google I.O. So, okay, so you think this is just fixing up for something bigger? Oh, no. I, well, I think, it's, I think it's useful as is. But just like uh, Google Translate is useful as is. And just like right. uh, the like the ability to use AR to uh, hold your phone up to a sign that's in a foreign language and translate it like live in the image uh, and take the text for Google Lens and actually save it in actions like to hold your camera uh, above a phone number and then call that phone number or access that website. So many things that, have, that Google has released in the past couple of years. Like once you think about you, they're they're plenty fine. They're plenty useful as is. But then you think about what if we had uh, right. the next gener- like a really good Google Lens, and now you have all these things that are completely hands free, including the Google Assistant, which is getting more and more conversational, uh, where you don't even have to <laughs> look at an interface, but just gets audio confirmations. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I was. Uh, still, I'm, I'm still not sold on USB-C as an audio like headphone connector as opposed to analog, but I do like the fact that on my Google Pixel USB-C earbuds, it, it can just talk to me when it needs to read a notification, and I can talk back to it uh, in a very, very simple way. Like, again, I'm, I'm taking my daily constitutional, and I'm listening to some music, and I suddenly remember, oh, remember that I need to, I, I, I need to buy tickets for Amtrak tomorrow, remind me mm-hmm. at 9 a.m., so this is all stuff that you really see. That it's easy to build electrons. It's really difficult to build molecules. And so they've, they're building the electrons yeah. of their AR wearable uh, while they're still working on it and maybe even waiting for the technology uh, for the molecular version of it. It's going to be a lot more useful than Animojis, ain't it, Apple? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, so one little bit here before we let you all go for the week is, uh, maybe you want to think about running your password through the Google password checkup extension for Chrome. So this basically, it's a little extension. Remember those. And it alerts you, uh, if the password you've just entered is known to have been exposed in a data breach, which is wow, incredibly (laughs) helpful. I don't even want to know though. Like, I don't want to (laughs) know. I'm 
Yeah, but so it checks the credentials against a database of 4 billion passwords from data dumps. 4 billion. That's at least one. That's actually there's more people than that in the world. That's a lot of passwords. Uh, Usernames and passwords are encrypted before the extension sends them off. So Google can't see them. It's just checking them against like just to just to kind of give you a visual. It's just checking it, checking it against like a text edit, you know. Yeah. file of passwords, basically. It also warns you if it sees that you're using a password uh, in more than one place, which again, probably going to get a lot of us <laughs> for that one. Uh, and it has similar features like uh, in one password and other password managers. So yeah. it's just kind of like a nice free extension. And uh, probably we should all get on it because if we're not, we're fools. Yeah. I mean, that's ultimately where I'm going to leave us and <laughs> on pass, that one. And passwords, uh, so strong passwords make everybody, it's like, a, it's like a, safer, it's like a herd immunity because the more accounts get compromised, yeah. the more power that botnets and the, and also the more power that someone has to get into a system where they can find more data that they right. can then exploit about you. So it's, it's isn't so, it fun? Uh, it's just this is one of the sad thing about our jobs is when we found, oh my god, like social security numbers and home addresses and pay and uh, their their pay and their medical records of of like hundreds thousands of government workers got exposed. How did that happen? Well, uh, a subcontractor. <laughs> Who was working on the system uh, had a password that was one two three four five six, and it was never changed over a ten year period. Like this wasn't exactly Matthew Broderick, <laughs> super hacker. This was this this was yeah. <laughs> All right, it's time for us to wrap up so that Andy, we can let the people go to their Palantines dinners. Or whatever they're doing to celebrate the day with their friends and loved ones. And, and remember um, the most the most wonderful part of this uh, this Valentine's Day holiday, where the day before is Valentine's Day, the day of is Valentine's Day, the day after is fifty percent chocolate at CVS. It's the very happiest true. Day of all. Don't even bother going to Target because I know they'll be sold out. Uh, Andy, what have you got going on this week? What have you got going on lately? <laughs> Uh, well, my next uh, half hour of technology for uh, Boston NPR is on Friday, uh, 12.30 to 1. You can go to WGBHnews.org to either listen to it streamed live or uh, they usually put up the stream later on. Or if you're going to be in like the in downtown Boston, we're going to be going from the, uh, the uh, WGBH's permanent studio at the Boston Public Library. And it's, there's a coffee shop like attached to it so you can get a coffee, you can get a cookie, and you can watch me – you can basically lay lie to my claim that, no, 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 I don't have notes in front of me for this half hour. It's all because I have a voluminous memory and I can uh-huh. – an immediate recall. That's amazing. Uh, that's kind of fun. <laughs> I kind of like having live people watch. It took me a while to get there, but it's fun. Um, thank so you, Andy. It, it does mean that I have to shave for the radio. Oh, yeah, I can. Well, you know, it, it, we make sacrifices. Yes, exactly. For the people. For the people. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Andy, for this week and um, for being my pal. Thank you as well. And I hope we will. Maybe we should we should meet on the top of the Empire State Building with, on the day before Valentine's Day next year. And high five. With, with your husband, of course. Eh, it's fine. I, sometimes <laughs> I need, you know. <laughs> 
absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, you know, otherwise, <laughs> you know, sometimes your stories have to be, have to go out of sync. So you have fun catching up with each other. That's honestly, that's what I tell myself, or that's what I tell is like, you know, we got We got to keep having. We got to keep living our life. That way, we have stories to tell each other. That's kind of. <laughs> that's kind of what we say. Um, yeah. Well, anyway, he, so he's not what, fighting he, Satan this week. Huh? Is he is is he joining you fighting fighting Satan on the behalf of this innocent young babe? Yes. Oh, okay. He's so joining me. So yeah, he's joining me in fighting Satan. Satan. See, it's another thing you have in common: fighting Satan together. It's true. It's very true, actually. I'm going to put that on our bio. That's probably why Google matched you two up. Live Journal did actually. Ah. Uh, which thank you, Live Journal. <laughs> uh, so, as for me, what's going on with me? Um, I've been briefly talking about it, and I just want to say it out loud because the more I say it out loud, the less it exists in my head. I am trying to figure out some stuff right now with content. I've been doing a lot of creative incubating, uh, also while still working. So just kind of bear with me here for the next couple of months because I have a lot of, I had a lot of things and ideas brewing, and you know I'm just kind of working on them little by little. Uh, and so if you want to support me, you can just do it by checking florencelion.com like once a week and just kind of making sure that I updated it. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate it. Um, I'll, I post as, as much as I feasibly can at this point, And I hope someday to make it more of a destination for people. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens and unfolds this year. Um, you never know. It's still only February of 2019, right? Which means we have at least 10 more months of this. So thank you everyone for joining us this week. And Andy and I hope you have a beautiful Valentine's Day. As will you, I'm sure.